You are listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, my favorite podcast to listen to on long flights across the galaxy. This is the way. We wanted men. Welcome to episode 177 of the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I hope I can get through this. <laughs> I can change the view. No, so, it's fine. It's I, fine. I was, I, like I'm tearing up because I'm laughing so hard. So I, I was messing around on Zoom and I found these immersive views and it made me look like Jason and I are standing in front of a fire in fall when it's the dead of winter behind a desk like it's a talk show <laughs> it's so ridiculous um and we're backwards so i've got to like face the wrong way to talk to jason and it's it's just stupid i make i'm probably going to end it here in a second no keep it going it's hilarious <laughs> it looks like we're in the same room talking to each other you can't do that <laughs> hi so hi. i've got to like look at my door which is totally opposite of where you, that it is on the screen. So that, yeah, anyway. Well, I have Dr. Evil on my bookcase, so I can just look at him and think it's you. He doesn't have a beard, but hello. How are you doing? Hello, Scott. <laughs> One billion dollars. A hundred million. What One was it? million dollars. And everybody laughs at him because they're like, yeah. dude, I got that in my back pocket. Yeah, it's, like, it's nothing today. Inflation, dude. <laughs> yeah, we were watching um For All Mankind and she sells her bar for like four hundred thousand dollars and this is like nineteen eighty money. And then all of a sudden, like they have a big time skip and she's like a millionaire and she she's in like does this goes into doing um space travel, commercial space travel, and my wife is like, How the hell did she do that? And I'm like, she made four hundred million four hundred thousand dollars like twenty years ago or ten years ago. She went Oh, cool. inflation. inflation. So, Jason, what'd you do this week? Um, I knitted a sweater, uh, and I learned how to build a rocket, and I wrote 12 books. 12 books? 12. I was pretty busy this week, and I uh, solved the world hunger issue. So, what'd you do? I made all the Star Wars fans get along. Oh, that's a miracle. True miracle. <laughs> it was. And and Hasbro's done doing repates. Thank the maker. Yes. It would and be we, cool if and we enjoyed Rebel Moon. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> I was thinking go ahead. Oh. Over the past week, it would be cool instead of the selfie series if Hasbro made some sort of 3D printing uh uh print on demand action figure thing. That you could 3D print in your house? No, that you can order. So if you wanted a specific character, they don't have to produce 20,000 of those characters. They can just make the one for you, and then they don't have to worry about the 19,000 other ones that don't get made. Dude, that would be amazing, because they could go like, here's 
it'd be like a pop yourself. Like the, the, here's the chest you could choose from. And here's the leg you can choose from, you know, you, Jason, I just think you solved it. Where has bro. Are you listening to us? He just came up with a great idea. That's the future action figure collecting right there. <laughs> here's 10 chests You can choose from here's 10 legs. Here's 10 heads. And you know, you just make up your own figure. It'd be great. And you charge what? 50 bucks for it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I guess it would have to be, you have to pay for the print on demand. And I mean, they, I don't know. It, it would be a pretty bleak thing because once you have all the characters sculpted, you don't need anybody to sculpt it anymore. So Hasbro could lay off 50% of their workforce and, and then sells off assets and make up the money that they did from, uh, that they lost quote unquote. Yeah. I was looking at the Hasbro website over the past week. And yeah. by the past week, I mean in the past five minutes. And they have a bunch of stuff on clearance, including a um, Inquisitor Black Series. And though I don't collect Black Series that much anymore, I do love a deal. So it's like I'm pulled between two different two different needs. Like there's a need to get a deal. But then there's also like I don't need it anymore. So it's right. what do I do in that situation? I don't know. Okay, great. <laughs> what do you do when you don't have the need for something anymore? Like, it's a deal, so I could get it and save right. myself some money. But at the same time, like, I don't really need it. Right. Don't buy it. Okay, so this is this is something that we talked with our buddy Ted about. And Ted, I hope you don't mind bringing this up. If you do, tough, because I'm bringing it up. So he was talking to us about how to, like, what to collect next. And we were having a pretty decent, pretty long conversation with him, weren't we? It was a 10, 15 well, minute conversation because he's like, I'm done with my figures. The vintage. The vintage. He has all the vintage stuff. He, he's done with his vintage line. Where do I go next? And he was shooting stuff out. He was like, well, you could do Burger King cups. You could do Sigma ceramics. You could do bootleg ceramics. And he goes, you know, I really like building puzzles. And he goes, actually, my son gave me a puzzle uh you know packaged puzzle two three years ago and it brought tears to my eyes and we're like there you go buddy that's your answer your uh thing. you know they're fairly cheap to get into uh i'm assuming they're pretty plentiful um or easy enough easier than the figures i would think yeah and it's just it just goes you don't need to jump into something and buy it you know think of go with your heart you know <laughs> yeah jason's like how do i i don't know what to do with my hands way to ruin a good point that i was trying to make jason sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know where to go after you you finished your your but no just 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 it, it collect with your heart man and yeah. if you really if you're really trying to find think that hard because i've had to do it too where you got to back away or you buy something because hey i've got the money uh and i've got you know an itch that i need to scratch there's just take a few steps back um, and collect, you know, collect with what, what you love is what, you know, you say at the end of every episode, right? Yes. Um, My, my problem with my collection is that for the longest time I would buy stuff and I would put it in a, a tote, a Tupperware, a Rubbermaid thing and put it in the basement because I had no display room. Mm -hmm. So I amassed this huge collection 
And it wasn't until four years ago when I finally set up the collection room that I realized what I had. And so now I have all this stuff. It doesn't always necessarily resonate. It's just stuff that I've accumulated over 27 years of collecting. Mm -hmm. But getting rid of it at this point, it's like I'm not going to make any money off of it. So why, why go through the effort? I don't right. feel like I need to get rid of it right now. It is a lot. I, I will 100% admit to that. It is a lot. It's overwhelming. It's just stuff. Stuff that I appreciate and like. Right. If I got rid of some of that stuff, I'd be like, okay. it's There's there's a part of the collection that would be like reserved and, and kept for as long as I could keep it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do. And I guess I just, I'm good right now. So I'm just going to leave it as it is right now. But. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I I'm sort of the same way because you do as your collecting and ch collection changes, it's what do you get rid of anything? Do you hold on to it until it depreciates and it's not worth anything? Uh or or you try to get rid of it when it's top dollar and I think right now uh the top dollar stage is gone un unless you've got like prototypes or even the DT, even the higher end stuff like the Vinyl Cape Java, DT Luke. That stuff's dropping right now. You see it. You yeah. see that stuff sitting every day. Yeah, that's that's part of the challenge is that even some of the older stuff, it's not worth the time or the effort to sell it because it's not going to be, I'm not going to get top dollar for it. So no, you're, you're, you want it. Not right now. Uh, I don't, I don't, it's still, it's a really weird time still. Uh, and I think right now the best bet is almost to just bunker in, bunker down and um, hunker, hunker. Hunker, hunker down. down, hunker down. Do it one more time, boys. Hunker down for the for the gipper or a kipper or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's time just to. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Oh, uh, dude, it. No, I don't know. It's a football thing or oh, okay. Georgia thing, Georgia football thing. I don't know. Um, and just sort of hold on to stuff and see what happens. Maybe it'll maybe it'll come back, or maybe you could uh, you know, get some. Get some cool pieces for not a lot of money right now. Uh, hopefully somebody, um, you know, is willing to get rid of it. I don't know. Or maybe people are moving on. Dude, I, I mean, I, the, go ahead. My dream, like if I was blue sky thinking, I'd buy a plot of land and I'd buy a house. I'd build my own house. It's just big enough for my wife and I. We don't need, I mean, growing up, I had the dream of having the biggest house and having all these different rooms and stuff. But now that the kids are moving out, or they're, they're we're getting to that stage where we can see the kids moving out. We don't need all that space. So I think I'd want a very, uh, I don't want a small house. I can't do a tiny house. Not again. I've already done that in New York, but something, and it doesn't need to be exorbitantly big, but something that's just good enough for two people. Right. And their dog. And then I want a barn, uh, with, um, stuff in it with all of my star Wars stuff in it. And that, if it doesn't fit in the barn, it doesn't stay at the collection would be the rule. Right. But you could fit a lot in a barn. You sure could. That that that's sort of where I'm at too. It's like I'm lucky because I'm already in the in the uh empty nester stage. So we have two extra bedrooms that we were able to turn into offices and a basement that we were able to use. Um so and yeah, I, I feel you. I, I huh? I'd want to build I the other part of it, I'm just like remembering part of it. The other part is that I would build some sort of cantina. I don't know if it's like half of it 
I don't need to think. I don't think I need to build the full thing because trying to resell a house with a cantina would be a challenge. Not that I want to resell. <laughs> Who is this nerd? Yeah. But then the dream would be like every Friday night, it's just open. So whoever wants to come over, hang out, Mm -hmm. have a drink at the cantina, it'd be like a clubhouse for the GASWC. All right. The That's thing, the dream. there you go. And then I would want a good enough filtration system to where you can like have a cigar in it and not stink up the place. Uh, Cause I've got a buddy that has like this really awesome, like lounge area in his house. And I'm like, dude, it'd be so awesome to strike up a cigar in here. And he's like, no. I'm like, well, then you need to put a fil filtration system in here so I can, you know, because it's just, you got like nice leather bound chairs, smell of whiskey. I like how you describe it because your face, you're like, <laughs> I feel like a man. it is. It's like, The I feel leather like a chair. man. I was also trying to do my best, best Ron Burgundy, but I couldn't remember what he talked about. Oh, Yeah. when in Rome. Yeah, exactly. Leather bound books. I don't know. Um, so what, what do you want to talk about? I, I could talk about this. Um, you know, I, so I sent you the, I found out that the Megacon in Orlando is going to have the Back to the Future cast. And I was all ready to do it until I realized Michael J. Fox is only there for Thursday and Friday, which means I would have to like take a day off work. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you could take Friday off. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Well, I was legitimately thinking of flying down like because you flights are like it would cost like 250 to fly down there and back. And doing like a shotgun, like flying out there first thing and then flying back last thing. Um, but then I started thinking about it. And then I started thinking about your experience meeting you and McGregor. And it's like, do I want to spend? So, you know, it would have been, let's say, 250 for the flight. 250 for the autographs you're in it for 500 and then seven like another 50 bucks for the ticket so it would end up costing me almost 800 dollars, probably maybe It's six hours to drive. right but i have to drive down and then you have then you're gonna have to spend 200 dollars on a hotel room You can turn around and come back. i'm not that's a long that's a lot It's a long, of 200 well, what's the price of a hotel room? I mean, like, I know I'm saying like, yeah would you rather spend the money or would you rather come home and not spend the money? right that'd be I a mean, long that's, there's, day go ahead it would be, but, uh, I hate to be morbid here, but I think it's it's a something you got to consider in ten years. Will you regret not that not taking up that opportunity? i know i'm i'm debating Because it there was an interview he did recently where I mean Michael J. Fox has been the most positive person through all of his his troubles and his difficulties, and 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 lately he, there was an interview where he said something like it's it's getting more difficult, it's it's getting tough. Yeah. And so uh, there's going to be a point where he's not going to even be able to attend these conferences, these conventions, let alone be around. My, yeah, my concern is because when you met Ewan McGregor, there was such a long line, he didn't even look up. Yeah. He signed the autograph and said, have a good day. He didn't even, you didn't even get a hey there, you know, But that, and... hello there. So that's what scares me is I don't want to spend all that money and then be disappointed. I mean, I, I know the Hugh and McGregor's autograph was expensive, but you were there and you were there for more than Hugh and McGregor. Yeah, and that was also the last autograph and like I think the last day of his appearance at the con. It was a lot.
and he was doing a lot at the con, but I don't know. Like, would you regret not having the opportunity anymore? Like I had that chance and I didn't take it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm looking at it right now just to see. Cause they, they had like um, a big thing that they were doing. Cause what, what MegaCon does, uh, it, they do like an ultimate experience. So for like $1,300, you can meet the whole cast. Then they do a, uh, you get priority seating for their, they're doing a panel Thursday night. So you get priority seating for the panel, which I don't understand. Um, that That's one thing that really bothers me. And it's not, um, so like priority seating for the panel is like $150. I mean, I don't understand charging to go to a free panel, you know? Welcome to the world of having to make money. Yeah. So the autograph and, okay, so the autograph's $229 and you have to provide your own photo. What about a poster? Um. Well, that's I'd an want... 8 by 10 I'm sure a poster, bulk item, more info. So let's see, bulk item. Wow, he will not sign Nike shoes. That's interesting. Bulk item is a hoverboard jacket, toy DeLorean shoes, no Nike shoes allowed, a flux capacitor, Guitar pick guard, camcorder, Pepsi bottle, sports equipment. It's $350, but I don't see a... Uh... $350 for... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A... That is insane. Yeah. I want to get my hoverboard signed because that might make it actually worth the money. Get all the actors <laughs> to sign my hoverboard, but not for $350. I can't, yeah. I can't afford that. The... Um... The ultimate experience is $1,300. Oh. And it's uh, a premium, a platinum level ticket to the to the uh, panel. One guaranteed in-person autograph. Well, here's, here's what's funny. Is you can choose from Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, or Tom Wilson. Leah Thompson and Tom Wilson are $60 a piece. Why would I get, if I'm going to spend $1,300, right. I'm going for Doc Brown or Marty. Um, and you get the photo op with all four of them, mm -hmm. but that's only on Thursday. Yeah, if you're going to spend thirteen hundred dollars, you might as well just spend the extra two hundred and get a hotel room. Right. Well, that's Thursday, and I'm yeah, I'd have to drive. It would be, I'm not spending that much. I'd like to meet more. I'm seeing. Let's see what. Um, I'm curious what Christopher Lloyd's autograph is. Oh, Christopher Lloyd's only one hundred and twenty. It was crazy that kids. Uh, today in high school haven't seen Back to the Future. I can't believe that there's kids in the world that haven't seen a staple like Back to the Future. It's just like 101. What, it, what are you doing your whole life that you haven't seen Back to the Future? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, if Back to the Future was shot today, he'd go back to 1993. 94, right? 94, whatever. He'd go back to my high school the year years. I graduated high school. I was 14 years old. Playing with micro machines. I'm that's, a weird kid. That's scary. That's when you, you think 30 years ago, you're thinking the 80s. And it's like, no, that's that's high school days, buddy. That's 93 is high school days. Or now it's nine. Now we're in 2004, but whatever. Well, I don't know. I, mean, I got to kick it around some more. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go. I don't know. I, I, YOLO. Be huh? Yellow. YOLO. Like YOLO. Uh, the philosophers say YOLO. And then the guy who played Ezra in the live action is going to be there. Taylor? Too. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Um, Ifan. What is his name? It's not. Ifan. Uh, let me see. 
They've got some big name actors as uh, Amon Espan. Hey, and your boyfriend's going to be there. Yeah, I saw that with Hayden. Yeah, I still want to get the Obi Wan Kenobi poster signed, but I mean, I don't want to spend another three hundred bucks on that. I'm curious. Let's see. What's he? Let's just see for grins and giggles. What's he? Yeah. Um. Well, he's two fifty at the table for two fifty, but it's sold out. He'll be there Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I'd really. The thing is, is if I meet Michael, I want to talk to him and be like, "Dude, I appreciate everything you're doing for Parkinson's and blah blah blah." Tell him my story, uh, but I don't know if I, you know, it's like, would I have more time if I did a, a photo op and then, you know? But still, it's like I don't understand. Like a photo op's four hundred dollars for Marty and uh, Doc. Well, there's your Christmas card. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. Oh. <laughs> you got to do something with it. If you're going to spend $400, it's got to be a Christmas card. Yeah, but I'd want an order. I don't know why it would it be better to get a Christmas, to get a Christmas card, get an autograph or, or a photo. You know, I, I don't know. I... But anyways. Anyways. And then if you want to do a selfie with Doc Brown, it's $120. That's the con circuit. I mean, doing a convention right now, a mini convention, you realize how expensive it is, and I'm when I say you, I mean you, the person. You no, you know how expensive it is. Oh yeah. And so doing a con like that, you got to make your money anywhere you can. So you got the premium seating at the uh, the, the panels. You've got. I would imagine that the convention gets a chunk of the autographs because mm -hmm. they brought the people there. Yeah. So wherever you can make money in a con, you make the money because you need the money. Yeah. It's more expensive than uh, one realizes. Right. But I met Tom Wilson like 15 years ago. He was doing on the comedy circuit and there was like 10 people in the room. Cool. Yeah. And that was however much the tickets were to go see him in, con you know, and he'd sign autographs for free. Yeah. I haven't sat down and Mandy's like, do it. And I just haven't sat down and looked at it hard enough. Do it. Do it. I probably need to. If it means that much to you, you only live once. I know it does. It does mean a lot to me to get to meet him. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just scared that I don't want to spend that $700 and have 30 seconds, but which I know is. That's the case. Yeah. I know that's what's going to happen. But I don't know. That's what's, it just scares me. That's the power of love. I don't it's know anything the power else. Of love. I want to show him my tattoos. You know, it's like, dude, I want to have like five minutes with them, but you know, there's no way in hell I can do that. No, because you guys aren't going to be sitting and having a cigar. No, it's just you know. it'd be great. Move along, move along, move along. But I don't. Know. What else you want to talk about? I don't know. I don't have anything else. Uh, what are you looking forward to doing at Chewbacca's? That you're here right now, I guess. No, <laughs> I'm at Chewbacca's this... right now. I'm reporting in from Chewbacca's right now. When you come back, when this airs, I think you'll be back on Tuesday. We'll be back Sunday night. Okay. Yeah. So, so we've, yeah, by the time this airs, I would have been back. I guess. How was it? It no. was awesome. What, what are you looking forward to? I just, I love New Orleans, man. That's my hometown. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, oh gosh, the food. Looking forward to seeing my grandma, seeing my my family. Uh, looking forward to the parade. Uh, it's the reason I like going down there is because I'm looking forward to getting fat. 
<laughs> king cakes. We, uh, the, I mean, I legitimately was like going to try to eat better, but going to new Orleans next week, it's like, why bother or coming back from new Orleans? It's like, why bother try to eat better? Because you're going to, you know, it's king cake season, which if you haven't had a king cake, it's they're maze balls. The one I got you, dude, I, I could see your face. You had a Rouse's king cake. I bring you back a good king cake. You'll be like, oh, this is what you're talking about. Okay. I blame Jordan for that one. I'm thinking about uh, going to New York in April for FonzCon, and I'm not sure. This is so close to Rogue Fun, but like you're saying, like I could use to see my friends. I could use a, a trip to Wegmans to get my stuff. But again, it's like so close to Rogue Fun, and there's a good chance that I'd have to go alone, and I don't know if I want to drive 14 hours. Yeah. Well, that's the what... last. Go ahead. The last time I got burned by the airline. Yeah, that's what another thing that scares me is this would be February 2nd, I think it is. So it's like literally I would going going down to uh, Orlando. It's literally in two weeks. I would be getting back from New, from New Orleans and then having to turn around and go to Orlando. That's another thing that kind of scares me. But uh, travel the travel because it'd be one on top of another. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I, dude, it, it is funny because when we go to the down there, like you said, you go to the grocery store and you just buy a pile of stuff and the, the cashiers are always looking at you like, I know what you're doing, you know, because you, you, you're buying all your comfort foods for the year, basically, or however long until you get back down there. So what do you buy if you, okay, so you go to New York, you're in Wegmans. What's the one thing you buy? One thing, God. What's the, if you're gonna go, or what? What? What are your staples? What do you like go for? Yeah, there's uh, Wegman's is it's oh, it's a love, it's a love. The kids love their donuts, so I don't know if I could bring back donuts. I don't know if they would last 14 hours in the car. Right. Uh, one of the staples is a lemon and garlic marinade. Uh, it's based off of a state fair sauce. Um, mm-hmm. The, the New York State Fair is in Syracuse, and so there's a State Fair sauce with lemon and garlic. Uh, I always I, I'm grilling with that all the time, so I would need a bunch of that. Um, I love cottage cheese. They have a cottage cheese that uh, I would need to get. Uh, salt potatoes are a staple, but the thing with salt potatoes, potatoes will start to grow roots. So I need to get uh, probably like one or two, but then I need to eat it right away because. The, the the potatoes will go bad. Uh-huh. So that one's a little bit of a challenge, but salt potatoes are amazing. And then uh, 1911, the hard cider from Lafayette, New York, uh, from Beacon Skiff. Um, I would need to get cases of that, but then I would need to get a couple cases because uh, right afterwards I'll be hosting the, the movie night at my place for Rogue Fun, so I want to make sure that I have enough for afterwards. Right. <laughs> I'll share, but then I'll make sure I have some for myself. I'll be selfish. Right. Well, that's um, yeah. So we we've talked. My Mandy and I have talked, and she's like, I don't know if I want a big king cake. Uh, so we definitely, I'll bring home at least one king cake. I know I got to bring Jordan one home. Um, but there's a syrup, sort of the same thing like you guys with your sauces. There's a syrup called Steins that's uh, like a really really thick. Uh, cane syrup, yeah, 
and I bro grabbed some of those. Uh, there's a beer, a beat of beer puts out a Mardi Gras Bach beer. So I'll get a couple of cases of that. Um, thankfully over the years, uh, I guess with everybody coming to Atlanta from new Orleans, a lot of, a lot of uh, people have migrated up here. You can find a lot of things. Um, you know, my wife found a good gumbo cheat. Uh, we were able to Barks root beer for the longest time. I could never get it up here, even though it was bottled in Atlanta, you couldn't find it in Atlanta. Uh, so probably about 20 years ago that you could get that here. Community coffee, you still could get that here. Zaps, chips are now, you can get that here. This is all stuff I used to buy to bring home. Um, but my, when I'd go down there, my granddad, when he was still alive, he'd have a cold case of root beer in the fridge waiting for me. So it's like, no matter what time I got there, I'd pop a root beer. Um, so that's kind of memories of that. Uh, that's pretty much it, I think. It's a, riv it's a riveting Star Wars podcast this it week. It really is. But people like when we just shoot the crap, Jason. Some people do. Anyways. Anyways. Anything else? I'm looking forward to being around nerds. Maybe uh, hearing for some Chewbacca's? jazz music. Yeah, for Chewbacca's. Yeah. Chewbacca's is... Um, so what we're going to do is... It's basically people make up their own throws. It's all homemade throws. So... Uh, and then they make like the basically people take Jenga pieces and turn them. So you have a bandolier, like a Chewbacca bandolier because it's Chewbacca. It's chewy. There's a big pink Wookiee, like seven foot tall pink Wookiee that leads the parade. Um, so people will take little Jenga pieces and put Velcro on them and customize them. And then you make a bandolier to put them on your bandolier. Um, I got to get Mandy to make hers because she bought one and never finished it. But um, so what what we've learned is we'll bring so I got like 20 shot little bottles of fireball. So we'll trade shots of fireball for throws. And uh so hopefully we'll get basically it's just a big sw swag swap. So I think Narayan would get a kick out of it. Um because it's more than just Star Wars and it's some really good throws. Some of them are really awesome and some of them are crap, but and you get to see all the nerd stuff and experience Mardi Gras without being too crazy. Mardi Gras is a scene that I don't think I want to be a part of. Not already. Mandy's already. It's like I told Mandy, I said, you'd probably get around all these people at Mardi Gras and be like, F this. I'm going back to the hotel. And she's like, yep. Yep. It's sort of like Dragon Con. I, I, I think I'd enjoy it, but it does. Um, I think the most anxiety I've ever felt was like Dragon Con with Peachtree Street with wall to wall people. Huh. Yeah. So it does happen. It can happen. But then I enjoy it too. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything else that we bore people enough? I probably they've they've shut off. <laughs> uh, pew pew zoom zoom zoom. We're back. We're back at Star Wars. Pew pew. Luke Skywalker, Stormtrooper. Anything that uh, you're looking forward to? Rogue Nothing? Fun. Rogue Fun. Really? We're doing a con. We're doing a con. Oh my god. Just disgusting. Now there's a piece that I. Uh, I've made a deal on, and I should be getting that in the next couple of weeks, so I'll be able to talk about that. Uh, everything seems to come in my life uh, in in February, like every all these pieces, like year after year. Like February is the month where I get opportunities and things come to me, and it's because people are probably trying to hunt down stuff, or you got extra money, or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Oh. All right. Well, you all have right. fun. I hope you had fun at Chewbacca Face. It Fest. was awesome. And uh, thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
really helps us out and points people to our show. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We'd love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smugglers Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. People collect for the love of it. Hashtag what with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. And in the Mandalorian movie. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive <laughs> force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.